This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor David Kogel. How about them angels? We've been speaking about them. Had so many scriptures about them that we didn't finish the lesson last week, but we'll do our very best to finish it up tonight, and we'll start something different next week. But this is our, our second lesson, and it is about angels. As you look at your outline, we'll do a real quick review of where we were. We won't uh, do any scriptures till we get to where we left off. But what does the Bible say about these angels? Angels are real creatures created by God. We know that. Angels and man are different, although many times and appeared in the Bible, the angels appeared in cases they looked just like man. They didn't look any different in some instances. We talked about how they even, the Bible says we entertain angels unaware. So in other words, we may be in the presence of one and not recognize them as an angel. However, there were times, most certainly, that the angel came on the scene and put people afraid or they shocked or they, they, really, they really knew the difference uh, in that individual. So uh, it's, it's definitely both ways. Now, we gave you that list of quick people that, uh, that saw angels in the Bible. Hagar, Lot, Jacob, Joseph in Egypt, Moses, Balaam, Gideon, David. Elijah, Zacharias, Cornelius, Mary, Joseph, Philip, and Peter. So there, there are many in the, in the Word of God that uh, had an encounter with an angel. Now, when we see pictures of angels, of course, we, that's what we have seen people draw or take a picture or, of an angel. And of course, in our minds, we see an angel with wings. We see him with halos. We see him with with maybe a harp in their hand, or all these different things that we have a picture of, of an angel. However, the Bible showed us in several cases that angels are never described as having wings. But we describe the other creatures created by God, the seraphim, and the seraphim does have six wings. It does fly. Seraphim is not an angel. A cherub is another creature of heaven, it has two wings. It can fly. Again, it's another creature, and it's not an angel. Now, we know someone that was a cherub or is a cherub, and that is Satan. Satan was a cherub. And uh, we found that out in the Scriptures as well. Sometimes angels have appeared in white raiment. And I, I would think that that would be cases that, uh, as we talked about at Jesus' tomb, and people recognize them as angels being in that white raiment. Angels are never described as female. Angels are never described as having halos. Some angels are named in the Bible. Michael, Gabriel are two of them that are named in the Bible as well. And angels are God's messengers. They do God's bidding. God needs something done. Many times he sends angels to do those things. So he is, they are the messengers of God. Uh, what about a dream? Jacob saw angels sending and descending in a dream. And I'm sure other people, I've had people tell me that they saw angels in a dream as well. Uh, they were used when a saint or a saved person died. 
So we feel like that uh, some of the scriptures, we don't have time to go back into those tonight, but hopefully you uh, made some references to that. Angels are ranked higher than man in God's eyes at this particular time. They are a little higher than man, but one day man and angels will be ranked the same and we'll find out something interesting tonight about man and angels uh, being together. If directed, angels will protect. Remember how many times we pray, Lord, send your protective angels around us. And that is something else that we're going to find tonight. There's an interesting thing about that. I believe angels are very powerful creatures. No doubt about that. Angels do not marry. So that's where we left off and we pick up tonight. And these fellows, I hope, are going to help us by getting these scriptures on the screen for you to see. Tonight we pick up with angels minister. How do they minister? Let's go to Matthew chapter 4 and look at uh, verse 5. You know this story here. This was the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. But I found this interesting here. And, and this is like halfway through that temptation that was taking place. The devil taketh him to a holy city and setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple. And the Bible says that after he sets him, let's go on to the next verse, <laughs> the pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written. Now look at this. For he shall give his angels charge concerning thee. So he's speaking in those words that he, he's able to say, Hey, angels, I need you on the scene right now to help me. And no doubt Jesus could have done that. And, and they could have been there for him. In their hands they shall bear thee up, least at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And then when we continue on with that, Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again the devil taketh him into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall thy serve. And here it is. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Doesn't really say that the Lord called him them to his side, but I believe the angels were watching, of course, as all this was going on between the devil and Jesus. And when it was over with, you got to remember back at the first part of this, Jesus had had gone without food, and he was, he was really hungry, and that's why he tempted him with that bread to begin with, about the stones being turned into bread. But when this is all over with, Jesus dealing with this, the, devil came, the, the angels came and they ministered unto him. So that ministering was what the Lord needed at that time. Another verse is Mark 1.13, very similar to that. And there he was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and with the wild beast, and the angels ministered unto him. So the angels are in a ministry type of situation as well. 
Now, in your line it says, angels are assigned to children and adults. And I found this very interesting as well. We talked about this a little bit about angels watching over us. Look at Matthew 18.10. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you that in heaven, did you see this? Their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Their angels. So that's like each child has their angel. Has their angel. Their angel. Or maybe they're in charge of several ch- children. I don't know. But it's amazing to, to see that, that they, they are there and they do always behold the face of the Father in heaven as well. Now, this is interesting too. One day we will judge angels. Well, why in the world do we need to judge angels? What is, what is the judgment that would be towards the angels? And I begin to think about that a little bit. And, and the verse that I use is 1 Corinthians 6, 3. Know ye not that we shall judge angels how much more things that pertain to this life. I think the judgment part of the angels will be this. Maybe we will look at these angels and we will know, the Lord may let us see the times that they protected us. They were with us. We will say, hey, you did a wonderful job. I'm so thankful you were there. I don't know. Maybe, you know, when you think about judging, you think about good and bad. Maybe you didn't do so good. You didn't didn't show up when you should. You didn't stay with me long enough. I don't know. But there is a judgment there that has taken place, and we will take part in that as well. All right? Uh, They will do Christ's bidding. They will do Christ's bidding. Matthew 13 and let's look at verse 40. And as therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world. The Son of Man shall send forth His angels, and they shall gather out of His kingdom all things that offend and them which do iniquity. So here is a, a bidding that Christ says, I want you to go do. I want you to take care of this. This is, this is what I want you to, to, to do in this situation. And he'll send forth those angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all the things that offend and them which do iniquity. I'm glad the Lord's going to take care of those, those, that situation and those people as well. Now, also we want to look at, uh, Matthew 26 and verse 50 and 53. Jesus said unto him, friend, Wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. You know who he was talking to? He was talking to Judas. And Judas was about to betray the Lord. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels? 12 legions of angels. If he wanted to, he could have asked for those 12 legions of angels. One legion of angels is three to 6,000 angels. So 12 of them would have been 72,000 angels that he could have sent at that particular time if he needed to. So it's always they are there for Christ's bidding. They are there whenever the Lord needs them and they will come and do what he needs them to do. Now, the Son of God 
talks to them as well. Luke 12 and verse number 8. Also I say unto you, and many of you know this verse, you've read it many times, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess. And I found it interesting, it's going to be before the angels of God. So isn't that going to be a great thing? That we have made a confession to the Lord. We have confessed Him as Lord and Savior. And He'll be able to, to bring you here and say, Listen, this one right here. I want all of y'all to take a look. This one here confessed that they wanted me as their Lord and Savior. And He'll do it all before them as well. So, uh, verse number 9. But, on the other hand, He that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels in heaven. So it will be, hey, this one didn't want to do that. This one surely did not, did not do that. And so uh, a sad time as well. Now, angels, as much as we've talked about them here in these lessons, are not to be worshipped. They're not to be worshipped. Colossians 2.18, Let no man beguile you of your reward, and a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding unto those things which he hath not seen vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. You know, I, I think back in the Bible, there are times when angels came on the scene and people fell down before them because they, they like I said, they knew they were angelic beings. They knew that they were something special and they fell down. But I also remember reading, I believe it's uh, it, when they came to Lot there, that, that he, you know, he told, the angel said, get up, get up, don't, don't, don't bow before me, don't worship me. This is not what, what, what it's all about, but I'm here to, to deliver a message. So we are not to be worshiped as, as well. And I, I fear that there are people in the world today that worship angels. And they worship Mary and they worship other things other than the Lord Jesus Christ. But him only should be, we be worshiping. Amen? So uh, we shouldn't worship these angels. Now the angels do know some things of God. They certainly do. It's, it's not like God tries to keep them in the dark. He keeps them uh, abreast of what's going on. He, he lets them know what's going on. Luke 15, 10 uh, and we use this verse a lot, and it's a wonderful verse. I love this verse. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. I mean, when that, when that sinner repents, let me tell you, that a party breaks out up there. I mean, joy. over. Can you imagine all those angels and, and uh, seeing that? So it is uh, something that God doesn't keep from them. They know what happened. And he, and he lets them know. First Timothy 3.16, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. And look at that. Seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in glory. So he lets them in on things that are going on here on this earth. Revelation 3.5, he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. So he definitely 
lets the angels in on everything that is going on, the changes that are happening as well. Now we know that angels reside in heaven, Hebrews 12.22. But ye are come unto the Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable, innumerable company of angels. Let's look at Revelation 5.11. I'm trying to move along tonight because I want to try to get these scriptures in. I beheld and heard the voice of many angels. Where were they at? Round about the throne. And the beast and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. You got to remember when all this confessing going on, it's before 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Revelation 21, 12. And I had a great wall high and had 12 gates and at the gates 12 angels and the name written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. So that's where they reside. Now, they do not know the Lord's return. Amen? They do not know the Lord's return. So when that person comes up to you and says, well, you know, I had an angel tell me that the Lord's coming back on 9-11. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. They're wrong because the angels do not know that. Matthew 24, 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man know not who? The angels of heaven, but my Father only. So it'll only be when the Father turns to the Son and says, go get my children and bring them home. Second Peter 2.4, we also want to look at angels rebelled against God and they followed Satan and were expelled from heaven. God doesn't put up with anything from them as well. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Also, Matthew 25.41, then shall he say on them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed from everlasting fire. Prepared for who? For the devil we know. But for those angels that decide to follow him too. For those ones that rebelled against God and went with him. So it's prepared for them. Uh, you know, hell is prepared for them. It isn't prepared for us, but it's a shame a lot of people are going there. And uh, because they reject the Savior. Angels will be heavily involved in the last days of judgment and return of Christ. Matthew 13, 39. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. And the harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. Well, the angel's going to come along and reap that, that wicked harvest there as well. Matthew 13, 49. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just. And then also we find that uh, Matthew 16, 27. For the Son of Man shall come in glory of His Father with His angels, and He then shall He reward every man according to His works. Matthew 24, 31. He shall send His angels with a great sound of the trumpet. She sang that song about the angels sounding the trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. 
So they are very heavily involved in the latter days uh, of wrapping this thing up. Matthew 25, 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. Revelation 7, 2. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. Revelation 19, 14. Saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. In Revelation 15, 1. And I saw another sign in the heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of God. And then Revelation 15, 6. And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues, clothed in pure and white linen, and having their breasts girded with golden girdles. So the last days, angels will definitely have a great part in taking care of wrapping this thing up with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to close this study with this wonderful thing that we talked about just a little bit. Satan leads fallen angels. Look at Revelation 12, 9. And that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Praise the Lord for that. And he was cast out into the earth. And look, his angels were cast out with him. So whatever the, the devil's going to get, those angels that go along with him, they're going to get it too. They're going to get it too. I'm glad I'm on the Lord's side. Amen? I'm glad I'm on his side. That's what the Bible has to say about angels. You listen to Pastor David Kogel. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.